Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. Are you managing your tenants on WhatsApp? Well, if you are, then I bet you're pulling your hair out. I bet you feel like you can never switch off. I bet you're cursing investing in HMOs in the first place. I remember what it was like. Just thinking back makes me shiver. At one point, we were managing several hundred tenants on, on WhatsApp, and it was... Well, let's just say hard work. I don't want to give away all the good stuff from today's episode, but don't worry. There are other ways of doing this. So today I'm here to tell you what they are and to almost give you that confidence to say, look, perhaps WhatsApp isn't the best solution. It's okay if you want to continue doing it, but why not have a think about some alternatives? So sit back, relax, do whatever you need to do, and please enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. I remember coming into the office on numerous occasions and my team would be sat around our phone listening to some of the voice notes that we'd received overnight. Now, sometimes they were just hilarious. Sometimes they were bizarre. Sometimes they were from incredibly frustrated tenants who just kind of lost the plot about something and were really upset with us. And sometimes they were from some of our tenants just out watching the football, getting absolutely hammered and wanted to sing to us. Honestly, I seen and heard it all. I mean, some of the pictures that we got are bizarre. <laughs> we got, we some, on more than one occasion, we got stuff that we should never have received. And some of our tenants were very embarrassed because they accidentally sent us stuff that was meant to go to somebody else. Now, as funny as this stuff was, it just became an unmanageable process. Managing our tenants and the comms on WhatsApp became really, really tough. And I resisted it for a long time because I was quite insistent that WhatsApp was the way forwards. Everyone was using WhatsApp, particularly our tenants who were young. People wanted communication quickly. WhatsApp was efficient because you could just get straight back to people. But my team really pushed back and they said, Andy, you know, this is hard. It's not working. Can we please change? Are there alternatives? And eventually I did. I caved and it was one of the best decisions I made in my business. 
It freed up a lot of time. It made a lot of people much happier. It allowed us to provide a much better service because we just couldn't do it on WhatsApp. So today I want to talk to you about WhatsApp, the problems that we had with it. I'm sure you'll be able to relate with some of these and then discuss some of the alternatives to using WhatsApp. I'll talk you through what we do and how we do it. And I think that that works pretty well. So aside from getting stuff on WhatsApp that was never meant for us or stuff that just made us laugh, but just wasted a bit of our time, we also used to find some other issues with it. One of the problems that we got was that tenants would often vent their frustrations on WhatsApp. So a really quick example here, and you tend not to get this so much by email, for example, or on the phone, but if we would get a message about something, anything from a tenant, it wasn't uncommon at all that within a few hours or even shorter space of time that we would get follow-up messages of just question marks or sort of emojis of clocks because our tenants were expecting an immediate response. And there was an assumption that we'd read in most of the times we had, but we hadn't been able to process it that quickly. And from the old tenant, you always expect it. But actually when it's from a lot of tenants and you're getting a lot of stuff and your team are seeing this a lot, it can actually become quite an issue. It can be quite frustrating for us as a manager. It can be quite, I'm not sure upsetting's the word for my team, but it's certainly not nice to have and know that people are putting that sort of pressure on you and feel like you're not delivering them the service that they expect, whether that's right or wrong. It was just difficult to manage. We also found that was so easy for tenants to just ping something over that we got a lot of very lazy messages about things like maintenance, stuff that didn't actually need our attention. But of course, we had to question them. We had to investigate it. We got a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be there at all, but we still had to deal with that and explain that that wasn't something that we would deal with. So I'm going to use broadband as an example. We provide broadband services, but we very explicitly say that we're not responsible for the connection or the connection speeds or outages. And we provide the information for the utility companies, the broadband companies. And tenants often vented their frustrations with us about this. WhatsApp groups often became areas for tenants to moan at us. And sometimes it would get a bit out of hand. And if it was something like the broadband or a particular maintenance issue that we were having trouble with for various reasons, not necessarily because we'd done anything wrong or hadn't done anything, just because that's sometimes how things go, we would get this continuous bombardment from tenants following stuff up and other people chipping in in the house. And it became this much bigger thing. And it became very difficult to suppress that. And of course, the more you get, the more you feel obliged to send a response back. And that was difficult for my team to manage. We often found that our WhatsApp groups became a method of the house themselves, the tenants in the house communicating. And so they were forever pinging messages back and forth. You know, what time are you home? Are we going out tonight? Who's cooking dinner? Who's left this on the side? Where's my milk gone? Who's stolen, you know, my cereal? This kind of stuff. But when you extrapolate this across a large number of houses, you can you start to get a sense of how much of an issue this was. And of course, WhatsApp only works. You know, the idea of responding to people quickly only works if you're there and monitoring the messages. So my staff, my team were tasked with managing WhatsApp and the comms that came through. And of course, 
the more tenants that we took on, the more houses that I bought and that we brought into lease portfolio, the more messages we would get and the more that that phone would be pinging off, ping, 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 constantly through the day. There are some interesting stats out there and I don't remember them all, but apparently every time you receive a notification, it disrupts somebody to the tune of about 30 minutes. And if you're getting one of those or one or two of those an hour, then almost every hour you can find it difficult to get back into flow. And actually as a team with a lot of work to do, that was an issue for us. My staff were constantly bombarded with these messages and having to deal with this stuff, even though sometimes it could wait, even though sometimes we knew that we didn't have to deal with it. But just seeing those notifications coming through was very, very disruptive. And ultimately it became a really expensive process because that was at the consequence of us not doing other things in the business that we really should have been doing. So my staff nagged and nagged and nagged and begged and begged and begged for me to get rid of WhatsApp. And eventually, but reluctantly, I did. I should have done it months and months and months, maybe even years before we did really. But I ignored it because I wasn't directly managing WhatsApp. But eventually we did. And here's how we do it now. We've got two sources of inbound communications that we ask our tenants to use. One is the phone and the other is email. Now, when our tenants move in, they get a welcome pack. That template of the welcome pack is actually inside the HMO roadmap. If you're a premium subscriber, you can access it. And that documents this sort of thing, like it outlines the process to them. We want tenants to let us know immediately about maintenance issues, but particularly when it comes to urgent stuff. So that's best reported on the phone. And we actually have an out of hours service for that. So if they call out of hours and the office is closed, they can click option two, they come through and someone will still answer that phone. But it's meant to be a genuine emergency, you know, fire, water damage, somebody's injured in the house, that kind of thing. We ask for pretty much everything else to come through emails, general maintenance requests, general requests about their tenancy, what to do about moving out, things like that. And The good thing with that is that it comes through our letting system and our letting system is a ledger. It's a record of all of the communication. Now, this was one of the other problems that we had with WhatsApp. It was very, very difficult to manage the communications. And if you ever needed to go back and look at something, which when you're managing large portfolios, or if you manage enough tenants, you often will have to because some people will have issues and you'll have to go back and look at what was said. And it's difficult with WhatsApp. It's much easier if you've got a system like ours where all of your information comes in, it's assigned against that tenant. You can actually look against the notes and that information is there for you to be able to see. At the same time, we can raise jobs directly inside our letting system and we can associate jobs with those requests from tenants and stuff like that. We can then pull down reports, we can track the progress of things, we can give feedback on stuff, but that made it much neater and much tidier. And interestingly, just insisting that this is how it happened reduced the number of maintenance requests we got, but it increased the quality of those requests that we got. So I don't feel like we missed anything. I don't feel like any tenants didn't send us anything or don't send us anything because we asked them to do it in this way, which is slightly more long-winded than WhatsApp, but it just meant that, you know, that ease of pinging stuff over on WhatsApp, oh, this, my blind, you know, have you looked at it yourself? Have you actually tried to figure it out yourself? That sort of stuff we tend not to get. And that makes it much easier for us because my staff know that the likelihood is it is something we need to deal with. Of course, we can give them a call. We can ask for some more information or a picture, 
but it just almost acted as a filter. And that saved us a huge amount of time. Of course, then at the same time, we weren't getting stuff that we weren't supposed to get. We weren't getting, you know, chanting drunk students sending us stuff. We weren't getting gifts sent to us. Um, Very rarely do we get those follow-ups of, you know, multiple question marks. Sometimes we do, of course, get follow-ups, kind of have an update, but people tend to be... Uh, much more sincere and professional when it comes through emails. I'm not saying every single one of our tenants is every single time, but generally speaking, that that is how it is. And that's much, much easier. So we put it all through our letting suite. Now, there are different letting systems out there. You can go and have a look at some of them and they'll do this for you. You can also use things like Fixflow, which is a plugin to your letting software. Fixflow is a way for tenants to actually report maintenance. It's like a plugin. It can go on your website and actually it can connect maintenance requests with contractors that you've already approved. It can also send them back information about certain things. So let's say they report a problem with the boiler. That can send them information immediately back about, could it be your boiler pressure is low? Here's what to do if it isn't, and so on and so forth. Now, we actually don't use that for a few reasons, but I do know some people who do use it and use it to pretty good effect. It's just not something that we want to do. And of course, there's a cost to it as well. So My advice is if you're in a position where you already feel like you're being bombarded by messages from tenants in a WhatsApp group or finding that some of these things that I've talked about today are relevant to you, then maybe think about doing it in a different way. Think about using email. I know some people will say it's archaic, but from my experience, it is substantially more efficient to do it this way. And it's much, much, much more scalable. WhatsApp, you have to be very, 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 very good and have a very good process if you're going to use it effectively. And it will only ever get substantially more difficult the more tenants that you have. So just think about that. Today's episode isn't completely black and white. This won't work for everybody. WhatsApp is fine for some people and, you know, If you've got enough tenants and getting enough of this stuff, then perhaps there's a role there for one person who just manages this. But for me, that would be uneconomic. I don't think that would work in our business. So we like to just use email. Yes, a bit archaic to some, but works very, very well. And honestly, the most important thing of all for me is that audit trail. We can go back, we can look through the notes, we can look at when things were requested, when things were done, we can question, we can counter stuff. It's a very useful tool to have in your arsenal. So just be aware of that. If you're using WhatsApp, maybe on your personal phone, you might struggle to pull that sort of information up. If you need to, you'll be scrolling back through loads and loads of messages. I know the business app is slightly different and you could use that, but still, we just didn't find that it was going to work for us. So there we go. A few reasons to consider moving away from WhatsApp. Perhaps you've experienced some of the same issues that I've described today and a couple of ideas as to how we do it. Maybe you could do the same as well. But I think the overarching point here is that, look, if you're using WhatsApp and you are finding it difficult, if you are finding that it encroaches into your personal life, if you are finding it unsustainable, then that's okay. It isn't designed to manage tenants. There are some things and some systems out there that are better designed, better equipped to do it. You've just got to invest the time figuring out what's going to work best for you and then put it into place. And by the way, I'm not saying at all that WhatsApp doesn't have a place in your business. 
actually it's a really useful tool. Things like viewing, some comes with tenants, but perhaps when it comes to managing maintenance or managing houses, perhaps it isn't the best solution for you. That's it for today's episode. Just a bit of food for thought. I'd be really interested to hear from anyone using WhatsApp who intends to continue using WhatsApp. And I'd also be interested to hear from anyone who has been listening to today's episode, nodding along saying, Andy, I get you. That's exactly where I'm at and has decided to make a change. Let me know what you decide to do about it. Drop me a DM or come and chat inside the HMO community. I guess that's a nice segue to the community before we wrap up today's episode. If you haven't already joined, come check out the free Facebook group. It's a great place to find advice and support and get guidance. Of course, if you want the detail, if you want to level things up this year, then why not check out the hmoroadmap.co.uk. It's got a 60 lesson course, expert masterclasses, tons of case studies, loads of downloadable resources. We've got the deal stacker in there and much, much more. That's it. Don't forget, I'll be right back here next time. So join me then for another installment of the HMO podcast. Podcast.